Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Monday. I just realized that I actually hit my 80th episode, which is insane, by the way, but I wasn't able to acknowledge it when it actually happened because I was on vacation last week and I recorded all my episodes pretty much in one day and so unfortunately I wasn't really thinking about what number each episode was going to be and I was just pumping through them because I was really excited to go out there and see some frogs, you know. And I will say I did collect quite the number of frogs. It was actually a lot of fun to frog hunt, which is what what I was doing basically. It was mostly just me going outside and putting frogs in a barbie net and then just kind of holding them for a second and then letting them go. It was actually very fulfilling. And I think that perhaps it was something I was always meant to do was collect and hold frogs for a little bit. I quite enjoyed it, but that's besides the point. I'll probably touch back on that later. Yeah, I hit 80 episodes, and this is now 81, and incredible. It's August now. I think this is the first episode of August, and wow, I can't believe uh, we made it this long. That's impressive. So thank you very much for your continued support. It's always appreciated, and time has been very odd lately. I've stopped mentioning it, I think, but I think maybe I'll bring it back now for this 81st episode celebration, you know. Just incredible how it feels as though almost no time has passed at all, and simultaneously a hundred years has passed. (laughs) Oh boy, let me tell you, it's that was the first time getting out of my house in four or five months uh, was this vacation, and it was all safe. You know, we didn't interact with anyone at all. We just rented a nice cabin um, from a very nice lady and stayed there for a week and then came back home. And literally I didn't leave, but it felt so refreshing to get out of the house that I've been stuck in for the past few months. It was definitely an enjoyable experience and it's something I really needed. Though I, (laughs) I had some adventures, quite the tales I do have to tell now. Because I feel like, you know, you, if you can't leave your house or, you know, you haven't been out in a while, perhaps experiencing it through me will be just as good, at least partially. I can try and capture the majesty of staying in a cabin with the Zignegos. And, you know, hopefully some of that energy will transfer to you and make you feel like you've been out of the house with us for a while. So we, we get there. Uh, Sunday morning and lovely little place. It was absolutely adorable. And you know what? Probably one of the first things I did was rip my knee open on the boat. (laughs) We're going for a nice little boat ride. You know, it's my grandpa's fishing boat. Really cool. And yeah, I turn in the chair wrong and just absolutely rip my knee open. Very good time, right? You think is probably the worst injury I'm going to get wrong. (laughs) Not even... Five hours later, I'm getting myself a cup of delicious Sunny D from the fridge when suddenly the thing breaks and falls on my big toe, bruises it, just the worst. <laughs> and and then that same foot that has now a bruised toe and a bloodied knee, then a day later I stepped on a wasp and just 
that foot was just destroyed. Absolutely ravaged. <laughs> but those were the only injuries I sustained, which is very impressive given my track record of always, always getting injured in these outdoor events. Uh, it, it's been worse. I've definitely sprained some ankles, ripped off some toenails, you know how it is. So honestly, just having those three minor things, perfectly okay with me. I didn't even get severely sunburnt, which is, if anything, I will gladly take the wasp sting over the sunburn anyway, because, oh man. But but you're not here for the tragedy of, of my poor right leg. No, you're here for the good times. Well, frog hunting was very fun. Uh, it's not necessarily hunting, I guess. It's more, I was pretending to be like a frog scientist and like catch and releasing them and catch them to hold them and appreciate just how dang cute they are and then releasing them back into their watery homes. And it was actually a very fulfilling activity, I think. Uh, there was one time where I caught this really big one, just a big boy, and he was very large and I was just so happy to just hold him. He had this cute little face. I <laughs> uh, I'm so dorky, but... Uh, <laughs> It was just really good to just, you know, connect with nature and look into this frog's eyes, which are very pretty gold, by the way. I don't know why they're, like, really pretty. I was like, yeah, I kind of see it when, like, Princess and the Frog was written and they were like, yeah, frog would probably be a prince because they have handsome little faces. They just look very sweet. And I was tempted to plant a little kiss and be like, please transform into the princess of my dreams. But I didn't want to kiss them because I was very scared that I would get sick, um, but I did pat their little heads, which, you know, it, it's a fair trade, I think. Anywho, you know, it, I caught four at most at one time. They were crafty little fellas, and also not not a lot of them. They're kind of few and far between, but the ones I did catch were fun, and, you know, you, you catch them. I had a Barbie net that I bought at Walmart for $2. Very good purchase. And you scoop them up, and then you just, once you catch them, they just sort of like, I guess it's, I don't know, I was probably scaring them, but I felt like I was befriending them because they would just sort of sit politely in my hand. <laughs> so I felt like a frog whisperer. And then a couple times we went kayaking because uh, we borrowed some kayaks from one of my parents' friends and just sort of went around by the edges of the water and looked for frogs. And I didn't really see any, but I did see these really cool blue jays and they were very pretty. And it was very nice to just sort of be on the water and kind of not have anything to worry about, you know, because, you know, for the past five months, what, I've just been inside. And so it was very nice. Uh, this is storytelling is kind of going off the rails because I didn't have a plan in mind and just started talking. But no, I saw frogs, got hurt, but it was all worth it in the end because I had a good time and it was very relaxing. And, you know, it was very nice to get out of the house. And then I did also appreciate being able to come home and come back to my bed. And I was surprised that when I got home, I wasn't like, ugh, I'm home again. I was like, yes, yes, my bed, <laughs> which honestly is fair. And tapioca, of course, because she was not with us. Uh, she stayed home. But when we got back, she sat on me for a full 24 hours, just so she knew that I knew that she had missed me, which is very sweet of her. Uh, but yeah, she got a little cuddly. <laughs> Not a problem, though. Not a problem. That was my week last week. Just, you know, a recounting of outdoor activities and indoor activities involving my right leg, which is now in ruins, unfortunately. 
Now, a little bit of a side tangent, but here is a fun little tidbit for you. Uh, If you have a favorite, you know, like plushy stuffed animal kind of guy, you can revive them from the, you know, the dead mangled state that they become when you're... Listen, I sleep cuddle and I need something to aggressively hold or else I can't sleep well. And so I've had my my shark Bartholachew from Ikea. Love the Ikea sharks, by the way. And, you know, it's been a couple years. My man wasn't looking too good. And so I cut him open, took his insides out, put him in the washer and dryer, got him all clean and shiny, and then restuffed him and put more in because he was looking depressed and sewed him back up and he's good as new. I was like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. I mean, I, I assumed that there was somehow a way to clean these guys, but I didn't know it was that easy. It was so easy. And and I didn't think about it, so I'm extending that to you, just in case, on the off chance that you also have an Ikea shark that you've had for three years, and it's also looking just like the saddest thing. Like, <laughs> he had no fluff left in his tail, and he just, God, he just looked so sad. But now, now he's had a spa day. Now he's spiffy. He's good as new. And, you know, the weirdest part of all of that is that I wouldn't have expected the fact that I was basically trained for this in my zoology class in which I had to dissect a baby shark. And I talked about this a while ago and said that I lost part of myself in that. And I think most of it was my innocence and also my lunch. But funny how now it comes back to me in the form of having to dissect a beloved toy of mine so that he doesn't have to look like a very sad, sad sack of stuffing. (laughs) And I could instead return him to his former glory via the majesty of shark dissection. I also noticed that he does have uh, several of the little telltale fins that make him a shark, which I thought was a nice touch for Ikea. And again, I was just shaken to the core in knowing that zoology really had that much of an impact on me, unfortunately. I don't know why I so often think of my shark dissection time. It was only less than half an hour of my life, and yet here I am, lamenting over having to restuff a shark, and wow, you know, at least I didn't have to put him on a baby coffin, which sounds terrible if you don't know the context of the story. My teacher called the little dissection trays baby coffins because that's what they looked like. So, you know, it it makes sense in the context of the story. And no, no, it doesn't make sense. I'm kidding myself. Uh, Whatever, you know. (laughs) I guess I could have gone all out. But can you imagine what what it would have looked like if you see me, you know, standing over a lab table with a scalpel and I'm knee deep in, I don't know, glove suits just going at this poor shark and trying to find organs. Even worse so if I found a little baby inside and found out he was a mother like some of the other kids had done in the real thing. Uh, I mean, overall I will have to say that the uh, plushy version was much, much better and I wish that I had just done that instead in class, but no, no, of course not. I wouldn't be so lucky. I, I wonder how much mileage I'll get out of that dissection. I, w- I wonder how many times I'll be able to talk about it and get get a laugh out of it from people or at the very least some sort of like you reaction because hey that's pretty good you know in the comedy world any reaction is a decent one and hopefully my teacher knows <laughs> how 
some, you know, there's that like every time, a, is it a baby laughs an angel gets its wings or something like that? Whatever. But instead it's every time Peyton talks about her 11th grade shark dissection, her science professor is jostled awake and has to think about dead sharks for 15 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> funny. A funny little tidbit about my life and how my brain makes me think about things. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe that's helpful to you. Maybe it's not. But I thought, you know, if I'm going to talk about my outdoor frog activities, I might as well give a little little tidbit of, hey, here's something you can do. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you can use that or maybe you won't. And that was just pointless information. But hey, you have it now. I don't know. If you've got an old friend that needs a little little TLC, a little them time, you know, there you go. It's pretty easy to give it to him. All you really need is a needle and thread. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> anyway, I've probably rambled on uh, way too much, but, you know, I'll be back with the regularly scheduled content that is produced daily and actually has some form of, I guess, continuity, because I'll be able to actually, you know, this happened this day and this happened this day, instead of just recording them all in the same night and being like, cool, uh, let's just hope nothing changes in the next week. <laughs> But I uh, thank you for sticking around for 80 episodes, unless this is, you know, like your first one or anything, in which case, welcome to the show. You can listen to the other episodes because the magic of technology, if you're so interested, I hope you are. But yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy and we're still going and, you know, and I still have all my limbs, which is very impressive considering all of the things I put them through. <laughs> Also, we got a lot of good things planned this week, so make sure you stay tuned. And another thing, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarkark.org, and I will actually be able to address them and answer them this Friday, because it will not be a pre-recorded episode, and it will be, in fact, a recorded episode on Thursday, so you have time to get those questions in and whatnot. So, there you go. Thank you. And that'll do it. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you tomorrow. Make sure you stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.